Internets, it's that time of the year. Yes, that's right. The holidays are upon us, and there's no better gift than to get someone you love a Bevel product. Let me explain something to you about Bevel. The best shaving products in the game. You see Nas already told you it's a major key, okay? That Bevel blade, you know? But more importantly, the shaver, the groomer, all the lotions. Get Bevel.com forward slash Pete. You want to get your father, your uncle, your brother, your cousin, your sister. Just get your loved one a Bevel. And trust me, they'll thank you later. Go to GetBevel.com forward slash Pete. Get yourself a discount. And happy holidays, Internet. Cheer. Internets, man, I am so excited. This Saturday, that's right, December 2nd, from 5 to 9 p.m., the Premium Pete Show, presented by WeWork, live in Houston, Texas. Man, listen, Houston, Texas is like a second home to me. Man, you already know me and the Big Bum B are going to bring out a bunch of special guests. Okay, but more importantly, if you're from Houston, I want you to hit me up, man. I want you to come out to this show. The RSVP link is in my bio, okay? Sponsored by Grillo's Pickles, and believe it, we'll have that Grillo's Pickles. I'm telling you right now, anybody understand this? I know people don't take pickles that seriously, but trust me, the best in the game. And once you understand and try the Grillo's Pickles table that we'll have live at this Houston show, you'll be like, okay, Pete, I'm fucking with that kid Travis Grillo from the Grillo's Pickles. More importantly, Everybody who attends will leave with a Jason Mark care package, okay? You got to keep your sneakers clean. You got to keep them fresh. But more importantly, you got to keep them tight. And Jason Mark will help you do that. Also, there'll be a raffle. Fuck it. I could even announce Yeezy raffle from our good folks at the Sneaker Summit, okay? Sneaker Summit will be there. We'll also be giving away free Sneaker Summit tickets, that which is the next day, December 3rd going down. Man, it's going to be a crazy weekend. And more importantly, I got such a big announcement. Me and Bun got a big announcement to make of something that we will be debuting at the Sneaker Summit on December 3rd. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of information, Internet, but let me tell you something. The WeWork Houston Galleria, okay? It's a grand opening. Sexy spot. We, everything's going to be going down. Sounds by DJ Demo. My homie DJ Demo on the ones and twos. It's going to be like a real networking event. Food, drinks, conversation. All you need to do is bring that ass, okay? And I'll tell you right now, WeWork is doing something real special. Everybody who attends is going to get a free week office. Not week office, meaning a free office for a week. You understand what I'm saying? Come on, man. Listen, I don't even need to fucking say anymore. What do I even need to say? But I'm really excited to be down in the age. Those that know me know how much I love Houston, how much I love Texas. A lot of good people out there, man. I, I, I'm just really excited. You know, bring your friend, bring bring your girlfriend, bring your girl, bring your chick, bring whoever, man. I'm telling you right now, we're going to have a great conversation. The drinks will be flowing. The food will be uh, uh, out there. Like, you know, come on, A+. Plus. And more importantly, all you got to do is just RSVP. The link is in my bio. And you good money. That's it. Don't ask me how much it is to get in because there ain't nothing. I'm not playing that shit. I'm like, look, I'm coming to cities with WeWork, okay? And we're providing a, a, a great networking event, a chance for you to rub shoulders with different artists, athletes, you know, people of the city, movers and shakers, while you're listening to music, while you're eating food, and while you're drinking some good drink. So again, this Saturday, December 2nd, from 5 to 9 p.m. at the WeWork in Houston Galleria, Okay? You want any information, check the social. Check Premium Pete. Check Premium Pete Show. The link is in my bio. 
RSVP, and I can't wait to see you there. Let me tell you, man, Internets, I'm not even really fucking with football this year because of all the fuck shit, but I'm so excited to to really see, like, other people get a chance. I love Eli and everything he's brought to the table. But, you know, it's funny, too, because, like, in sports, I think, like, people look at how you're exactly doing for the year. You know, people are like, yo, you're a Giant fan? <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Like, we won two rings in, in, in you know, in a matter of a multiple amount of years. Like, I, I'm happy. You know, things happen with teams where, you know, but I really don't see anybody beating the Philadelphia Eagles. I really don't, man. I think uh, they're ferocious on defense. This kid Wentz is, is is super dope, you know. And and I really think the Eagles. And I and it hurts me to say that, especially from being, uh, you know, the NFC East. Like you know, like I grew up to hate the Redskins, to hate the Eagles, to you know, to hate the Cowboys. But I do got to give credit. And, and 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 you know, having said that, I think more so, I think that's the important you know message of the day: giving credit, but more so giving big ups and giving due where it's due. I think so many times people are afraid to big up other people. You know, like I listened to the Steve Stout Rap Radar episode, and I was like, yo, that shit was golden, and they did a great job. But how many people will say that that are doing other programs? You know, and I think we need to do that more because, you know, Elliot has told me and B-Dad has told me when they're like, yo, that episode was dope, man. You you killing it. And and I want to I want I want to I, I repay that, too. And when I say repay, like meaning like, you know, I think people think that if you show love, it'll take some shine away from you. Nah, man. Show love because you like something. If you like something and you don't show love because you're afraid it's going to take something away from you, then you're a sucker. And, and and I mean that because it's like, you know, what what are we really doing here? You know what I mean? Like, it's like you can't be the only king. There's, there's plenty of kings, and there's room for everybody to eat. And there's room for everybody to grow. You know, more importantly, man, I want, I want, all, listen, there's a couple of things I want to ask of the internets right now. One, check in. Wherever you're listening to from and you're hearing this right now, head on over to Twitter, at Premium Pete, at the Premium Pete Show. Let me know where you're from. I want to know where the listeners are listening from. Two, what books are you reading? Again, at the Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show. Let me know what books you're reading because I'm in the mood to start reading again. Heavy. And I want, I want some suggestions. All right, this may be a lot, but I'm going to give you one more, okay? Three, what's your podcast? I want to hear some different stuff. You have a podcast that you want me to listen to? Email me, thepremiumpeachshow at gmail.com. Or add it to me. But make sure you give me some. I, I'd rather you email it to me so I can listen to your podcast. I don't care if you have little listens or a lot of listens. I want to hear some other podcasts. I want to, I want to, you know, I've been in this game for a minute, man. As you know, And people think, like, you need to be, like, driving a Rolls Royce to give back. Or, 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 or the Phantom or have Rolexes or chains. Like, and I'm not saying only by giving back. Like, I'm still trying to find my lane and, and where I'm going. And I think you always have to reinvent yourself. But internet, I want to give you this chance. You have a podcast. You want me to listen to it. You want me to give you some critique. Fuck it. If you come off correctly and email me where it's like you explain to me what it's about, give me the link. It's not no half-ass shit. I'll get on the phone with you. You know, I, I definitely want to do that because I think if I if you care about podcasting, you should want to be able to help, not just be like, oh, I'll let somebody sink. So listen, that's my message of the day, man. And if you're interested in that, again, at the Premium Pete Show, at um, Premium Pete, make sure you let me know about the recommendations, about the books, and 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 also about where you are listening from. And if you're really serious about your game, 
Okay, I don't care if, how many listens you have. I'm not judging you out here. The premium, that's T-H-E, premiumpetro at gmail.com. Email me your podcast, but present yourself right. Put the title in, in the podcast. Tell me a little bit about it. Send me a link. I'll listen, and we can build from there. Internet, listen, this week I'm so excited to get to this episode. Just to let you know, there's a couple episodes I have in the can. So I want to preface that and let you know a little bit about it beforehand. We did this episode with our good friend Mayhem Loren and the legendary DJ Muggs. Me and Dallas Penn. And speaking of Dallas Penn, I want everyone to at Dallas Penn and send your prayers. Dallas Penn um, had some heart failure a couple of days ago. Was in the hospital for a couple of days. And, you know, he's dealing with his diabetes, now a heart failure. And so I want you to send your prayers and blessings to DB because I'll be honest with you, I said it before, and those listen who may not know, Dallas Penn is the reason I'm, I'm on this mic right now. He brought me to the Combat Jack show back in 2010, and he was like, yo, this kid Pete is dope. I just want him to be a guest, and I never left podcasting. So listen, you know, and there's plenty of reasons, not only for me, like, send Dallas Penn your blessings, but me, Dallas Penn, sat down with Mayhem Loren and DJ Muggs, and and listen, it was just really, really dope to hear the story of how they came together. Of course, they were pushing an album, Gems from the Equinox, but I... I and, and and listen, go to iTunes, Spotify, Title, wherever wherever uh, you know albums are, cop it, stream it, support it. Good fucking people. But more than that, you know when people go on press runs, I get it. But at the end of the day, I wanted to like know a little bit more about Mayhem Loren, know a little bit more about DJ Muggs. And we get into that, man. DJ Muggs, uh, all his production work with Cypress Hill and fucking uh, uh, fucking House of Pain and Mayhem and, and traveling the fucking world and. Him in action and how he grew up. And listen, again, I want to say this. People go on press runs and I get it. The fuck you want them to do. They want to push their album. But this was more than just pushing a promo run. This was getting to know Mayhem, getting to know Muggs. And listen, I can't wait for you to hear it. Internets, remember what I said about all those things. Hit me where you where you from. Hit me about the books and hit me about your podcast. I want to listen to it. I don't give a fuck if it's a country podcast. Yeehaw! Now let's get to the show. Cheer. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete Show. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, you are listening to the Premium Pete Show. You are. I know you don't know that you're listening to the Premium Pete Show, even though that's what you clicked on right now. But yes, you're listening to the Premium Pete Show. Premium Pete is not in the studio right now because he had to go take a deuce. As a matter of fact, I hope he left the deuce. Internets, don't take deuces. Leave them shits. Where are you going to fucking take a deuce? Leave that shit right in the toilet. All right, though, tonight, man, we got a great show on the Premium Pete Show. One of my man's 50 grand rap dude, Supreme Mayhem Loren, inside the booth with us. Also, legendary hip-hop producer, DJ Muggs. I mean, I'm going way back right now when you open up Muggs' catalog, Cypress Hills, House of Pain. Man, all kinds of trip-hop, ambient shit. Like, listen, if you got a dust blunt roll right now, Light that shit up. This is going to be one of them shows. Mm, mm. DP, I'm just back from this uh, bathroom trip. 
Yo, did you leave it or did you take it? Man, I left a deuce. That's what's good. Internet, and welcome back. Dallas Penn is in the building. And more so, finally, my man Mayhem is in what the up, building. What up, man? What up, what up, what up, what up? Yo, we've been trying for a long time to uh, make, you know, scheduling like, yo. I'm, I had nothing to talk about, though. Now, now I got something to talk about. I'm here with mugs. We got, we got some fire on deck and... I'm in the building. I always think you got something to talk about, to be honest You're with right. you. You're I right. I always think you got something to talk about. Yo, right right off the bat, I do want to say, uh, you said before that friends become foes and foes become alliances. It happens. Now, was that wordplay or some shit you really experienced? Nah, that's like, I mean, that's both. Mm. And that's basically what my music is. Wordplay of shit that I experience, for the most part. Mm. You know, once in a while, I think of something creative. Just throw it in the rhyme because it's cute. Like like on one of the records when I said, Shorty thought I was Maurice Dubois. No one ever thought I was Maurice Dubois. That just sounded cool. But, <laughs> but for the most part, it's life shit, you know? Now, now let's take it back for a second as we get to know really Mayhem Loren and Muggs. You know, but let's start with Mayhem. Uh, from Queens, right? Yeah, it's a good place. Mom and Pops, what did they do? They held it down. They 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 formed a beautiful human, you know. And I'm here. Did was was pops a was he what what do you, what do you do for work or what did moms do for work? My mother she she sold jewelry. She was a jeweler when I was younger, and she kind of was a stay home mom. And my father, he had an interesting story. It's a long story, but he, he ended up. I, I heard something actually before you even say that. I, I heard, I think it could have been when Body was on, or maybe it could be on yeah, taxes. Yeah, yeah. I heard that you that. Body when he got arrested, his parole officer was your pops. Is that true? Something like that. My my pops used to work in like the juvenile justice system. He used to work in like group homes and um just saving different offices. Young kids. Save- yeah, basically. So he had a trouble past when he was young and turned a new leaf and he ended up working in that field for something called DFY, State Division for Youth. And while Bess was locked up, he crossed paths with my pops. And that's how we met when um we were in high school. Bess heard my name, they called my name in gym class and he's like yo does your pops have the same name i'm looking at this kid like yo why are you asking me about my pops exactly. like who are you and he's like nah i just came home he was mad cool he was the only cool dude in the program wavy hair gold glasses i'm like yeah that's my pops and that's how <laughs> i met best now you and pops had a great relationship growing yeah, up 100 percent. okay pops 100%. still around nah okay rest in peace definitely now now when we think about queens or we think about ralph Lauren, polo getting fresh anything what was that first inkling that came to your mind? Mayhem you- Loren. Mm. So that's how it, that, that's how, for people who may not know, that's how Mayhem Loren got created? Yeah, I mean, I just, it, it's just culture, it's just a lifestyle, you know what I mean? Like, it started with graph, like I was into graph initially, mm-hmm. and then that comes with... Cryon or rust Rusto all day. Mm. You, right now, I'm, I'm Hollywood, straight German paint. I don't want none of that right now. I'm going to keep yeah, it 100. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you run with that shit that you could use on a space shuttle. Yeah, exactly. That anti-gravity you know? shit. Yeah, they, they switched it up, man. You know what I mean? Krylon's watery. Rusto got the funny caps. Like, yo, I'm straight German paint. I'm sorry, man. Fat caps? Uh, all day. Do you remember the day when where they were doing the rollers and then spray paint over? Like, Yeah. The, that day was yesterday. We still, still out there, dog. Really? Yeah, man. <laughs> yo, when I first seen that, he's like, yeah, where the fuck you been? Yo, <laughs> yo, when I first seen that, to me, that was different when I was younger, meaning that they rolled, uh, you know, just, and then spray painted over to their piece. Yeah, you know? it's, all, it's all innovation. It's just ways to do things quick, ways to stand out, you know, make, make it happen. Now, do you remember um, Pearl Paints, designer markers? You 100%. On that? We used to kill Pearl Paints on Canal Street. I was in Racking. junior high school. Yeah, yeah, murdering them. <laughs> Five finger discount. Unis, pencils, all that. Like, the only thing I ever racked with like graph things. Like, 
I just felt like it was supposed to be free. Like, yeah. even with gear and shit, I never boosted gear. I always made money and bought things from the boosters. You got to support your local booster, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Shit, mm-hmm. shit. But, like, when it came to graph things, just, yeah, that was supposed to be free. Mugs, were you uh, a graph dude nah. coming up? I used to tag for fun and shit, just walk down the street and write and shit, but that was it. Nothing too serious. I mean, you got you got a, a, a slight Queens background also. Right, right. Yeah, um, I, I up until in, you were in your teens. Right, I moved to L.A. to go to high school. Dig it. Uh, about ninth grade in that summer between eighth and ninth grade. Oh, dig it, dig it, dig it. That, that was that's that's a pivotal period. So you started high school out in L.A. That's right. Okay. What, Culture fucking shock. I was just gonna ask I you what from, was the I vibe. I went from fucking Lee jeans and pro kids and Latigras and do rags to khakis, white t-shirts and gang banging. Dig it. Just boom straight to Did East the LA. BVDs cross over from New York to L.A.? Not really. They was like, what the fuck are you wearing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so when you bang, laid your BVD. Was gang, there was no graffiti like that, like out here. Like mm-hmm. It was just, you was gangbanging around graffiti. Mm-hmm. The graffiti culture wasn't like out here. Mm-hmm. What, so, what, what brought you to L.A.? My mom moved out there about two or three years before, and I stayed living with my aunt. I started getting in trouble, and they was like, hey, you got to go live with your mom now. We tired of you. Go live with your mom. So mm-hmm. I went to L.A. and was like, fuck is this place, man? Mm-hmm. You know, out here I could jump on a train, jump on a bus, go do shit. Out there, there was nothing. You was just stuck. Mm. And um, there was no culture out there either. Where I moved, it was like, I mean, it was Spanish culture. Where I lived, it was like 99% Mexicans. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm Italian. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe three white kids. Wait, so you're full Italian? Yeah. Shit, I would have never knew, man. I thought you were Spanish, man. But I get the same thing to me, too, anyway. Right. When I was away, man, they said, you could use the Spanish phone. So, shit, I guess I'm not telling them I'm Italian. You got a Puerto Rican jawline. Right, right. P.M.P. could be Jewy sometimes when you look at his nose. He could be, he could be Arab. He could be like, he could be uh, Ahmed. You know, you could really. You you just fit in wherever you go. Yeah, basically, basically, uh, Mayhem. You know what I want to ask you? You're you're in Queens. Did you break down how how Mayhem came up? Nah, just 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 culture. The reason why I ask that for is because. There's been like even like people like, for example, Bun. Like he was like, "Yo, my first name was Stormtrooper," you know. He's like, "I didn't know. I just you know." And then they named. Oh, yeah. how Mayhem Loren? Like the the actual name? Yeah, it came together. Yeah. Oh, my name is Jamie. Okay. J a m e y. That's why I spell Mayhem M e y h e m. So Yo, I, used I to never just knew ra- that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yo. So I used to just write May <laughs> like M e y. That was that. That's what I used to write. And then I was like, you can't call yourself May One like. It's funny when I when I when I first started rapping, I said my name was May One. My brother's like, yeah, that sounds like something off the Chinese menu. Like, mm, mm. what do you mean? Like, yeah, let me order a May One. So then I was like, all right, Mayhem, you know, and then Mayhem Loren because it was May Low. So it just grew from that. Mm. That's how it all happened. And 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 so you're in Queens. You met you met Action at an early age. Yeah, I don't actually some twelve. We went to junior high school together. And and what was that? Just being friends and that's my graffiti? man. You, you know what's funny? You know why I talked to him? I remember he had an orange mesh jersey on and a pair of orange clocks, and I was like, "Yo, where'd you get those?" And we just started talking. Like we've been cool ever since then. That's the kind of dude you are. Though. What's funny is I meet Mayhem Loren on Jamaica Avenue. Why wouldn't you? At the Beef Patty Block, you on, already know on the Coliseum Strip, straight up and down in a sneaker shop. In a sneaker shop, I got on a, a bear scarf. And he was like, "Yo, nice scarf." I'm like, "Yo, good looking out." Like whenever you see somebody who got a nice piece on. You always salute that person. Not a hater. I show love. Of you course, know what I mean? you show love because man, boom, you you know you got pieces, man. We might be able to. And you said that exactly. He was like, "Yo, you do that," and I'm like, "Yeah, I fucks with this." He was like, "Yo, I got pieces, man. Maybe we could do some deals." I'm like, "That's a bet, man. Let me get to, let me get your math." Here we are, many years later. I mm. take I take his number down, and I go do my thing. Whatever day carries on, 
later that night, midnight or whatever, I'm sitting down working on a weblog, and I go look at this uh, site from Australia, Uncut.com. Mm. Shout out to Robbie. Favorite my little sites for that underground shit. Mm. And who comes up at the the lead of the page? Mayhem Loren. I'm like, yo, I just met this cat. What's crazy about that? That was my first interview ever. That was my first that like. Pop my internet cherry Like I just started rapping That was like the first thing I did So It's ill that you You know stumbled upon that Yo The first the Yo Boom The f- first time I opened up uh, uh, Uncut That night And I'm like I just seen this cat I'm like Oh okay This dude is official He's on the most official Hip hop site Yo this cat is official And it, it's wild man Because I feel like I, I, I like to know How y'all intersect Because We're talking about a, a, a Someone with a catalog That's 20 Five years deep in hip hop. My first, my my first record was with Seven A Three. When I moved to LA, I met these kids from Brooklyn, and uh, I had my first record was in '88. '88. Colors, Colors was my first gold record. Oh, from uh, the movie. Yeah, a group called Seven A Three. They was from the Linden Projects, Apartment Seven A. Dude. Yeah, and it was us three, so it was like Seven A Three. That's where the name came from. And they was living in LA, and I met them. I was down with Cypress already. There's a block called Cypress. And um, we was doing our thing over there. And um, my homeboy went to Hollywood. He's like, yo, I met these kids from Brooklyn. You got to come out there and meet them. They're cool. They're from East New York. So I went out there. And then I met them, and they had a record, a 45, um, a 12-inch record called 783 with Rocky. And we was doing a party. And I was like, yo, y'all want to come play at our party? Because we didn't know nobody with a record out. And we was like, all right. So they came, and I DJ for them. And then they was like, yo, you want to DJ for us? We about to open up for Ice-T for three shows. Mm. So I did, boom, boom. We got down with Ice-T's Rhyme Syndicate. <clears throat> then we got the song on Colors called Mad Mad World. Mm-hmm. And then um, we broke off and got our own deal on Geffen Records. At the same time, Guns N' Roses was there and um, uh, Jermaine Dupri was there. I think he was like 14 or 15 producing a group called Silk, Silk Times Leather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little mm-hmm. kid then. But before you even go to that, how did you even, like, how'd you learn to DJ? Like- Man, when I moved to L.A., there were some kids across the street and I used to buy weed from them. And I go over there and they was DJing freestyle, mm-hmm. you know, boom. And they was, and I just go over to the crib and smoke weed and just play a little bit, play on the turntables. And then uh, I, after like two or three weeks, I was better than them. And they mm-hmm. go into the house parties and I was like, yo, look at all these bitches. Damn. Yeah, I'm DJing. Yeah. I'm playing whatever. Yeah. Boom. Get it cracking and just started playing freestyle records. And then um, it was an ill time though because I'd come back here and I'd bring back like, Rakim when it came on, on Zankia the first my melody the mm-hmm. bridge I bring back the 12 inches back and they was like what's this they didn't even know what that shit was over there there was no yeah. there was no way to know what was going on in New York that's, fashion that's or music so, so I was bringing they, records back you're cross pollinating right now yeah right? I, had, I had like an advantage at that time because there was no way to get those records I'd bring mm-hmm. them you couldn't really play those in the party yet because nobody wanted to hear that shit it was too slow yeah you know you could play Planet Rock and records like that but that's mm-hmm. about all that that would work in the mix mm. I'm learning shit right now. When me and Mugs talk, we always talk about the present and the future. Like, yo, this is the plan. We're knocking this album out. Yo, that's what we're going to do on the next shit. But we don't really talk about the past. So I'm here learning things. You know, right. I, I'm bugging out on the East New York connection because there's there's a neighborhood a little bit north of East New York uh, between Queens and East New York called Cypress Hill. Right. And I always thought there was always this connection that, oh, no, no, these cats are from East New York. Yeah, so we used to think when we were young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we thought. We, Cypress I, Hill Street, right I on the cemetery. Cypress yep. Hill was from Cypress Hill. And then, and then we did those two videos in New York, Kill a Man and Hand on the Pump, we did in Red Hook. But you, you, you can't just say that. How did you, like, I know you said that 
that's how you get with Cyprus. But but right. how did that really even come together? Like where they respected what you were doing, or how did you even get well, involved Cyprus? with them? Yeah. Well, I met him through a DJ friend of mine, Julio G, who was like, "Yo, I'm gonna bring these MCs over." Because I had a cassette player. His cassette player broke. He's like, come on, come over and record this thing. So he came over. He brought B-Real. He brought Mellow Man Ace, which is Sen Dog's brother. Mm-hmm. And he brought about seven of the other homies from Cyprus. Because Cyprus was just as a hood. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, it wasn't a rap group yet or nothing. So, and then uh, me and B-Real clicked, like clack. And they was like, yo, come over to the hood and come kick it. Drink some 40s. So I'm like, fuck it. I rolled back with them to the hood. Drank 40s. Smoked weed all night. And then um, met Sen Dog came back. You know, and then... Uh, slanging crack slanging mm-hmm. weed on the mm-hmm. block it was mm-hmm. like it was like that and um this is like 85 and then uh B-Real Send Dog and his brother Melo Manes had a group mm-hmm. and then me and B-Real made a group and then there was like three more rappers and it was the whole crew was called DVX called Devastating Vocal Excellence mm-hmm. so out of that shit um me and B-Real started doing demos but we do demos with like double cassette players rapping over with the mic going right in rapping over whatever instrumental we had you know what i mean and then um <clears throat> i got fucking send dog's brother i told him yo and then i met them seven eight three cats after okay and i was like yo i met these fools yo they yo coming to hollywood yo there's studios over there and yo we doing this shit for colors come with me all the time every time we do something come we you know you know meet these motherfuckers so mellow man ace came with me and um he came up to delicious vinyl Delicious Vinyl had a little mm. studios. They haven't put, they didn't put Tone Loke out yet. They didn't put Young MC out. They just had their little studios. And Mello was there, and I was like, and I was talking to them. They's like, yeah, we just starting this label called Delicious Vinyl. And I was like, okay. And I was like, yo, he raps, and he's like, all right, whatever. And then I was like, he raps in Spanish, and I seen their eyes go ching ching. Mm-hmm. But he didn't rap in Spanish. It only his brother did. He used mm-hmm. to do all these Spanish clubs in L.A. and go in there, and, and there was freestyle clubs. We'd go in, and they just start, you know, rapping and. The, they was like, what the fuck is this shit? And he'd be rhyming in Spanish, dirty-ass rhymes, you know what I mean? So Melo went home that night, and he started writing a song, but his, he, he had his mom help him because he couldn't write in Spanish. So mm-hmm. his mom helped him write a rhyme. We went back, did the demo in my house, went back, and he got signed to Delicious Vinyl. Damn. Yo, when you speak about doing do, doing the um, vinyl in your house, right? Being an Italian demo, kid. Demo in the house. Well, well doing a demo. And you, you, sp- you speak about being an Italian kid. Did What, what did you... Like, what did your parents think about, like, you know, because at that time it's like, you know, DJing or maybe they didn't believe it was a real career. Oh, hell no. My mom's like, what the fuck are you doing playing with them goddamn records? What the hell are you doing in there? What the fuck's going on? Mm. Well, they's like, you know, how the parents get a job, go to school, get a job, go to college. Right, right. I I also want to contextualize, too, the the time and what's going on in L.A. Because, I mean, you have iced tea. Right. and, And is there not a push... To kind of import this music from Ice was the young East though. Side? Ice had Killers out. He had the song Killers. He didn't have, and he had Six in the Morning. That's all he had. Like mm-hmm. the, it wasn't big yet. Okay, like, that's okay. all he had. At okay, that time. so it was still so underground. It was, it was still, still so Ice T was whack. Ice T was yeah. wearing orange leather with spikes and fucking ski goggles. Because I, I, I go he was the, still on that Kumo D wave. Yeah, yeah, Kumo, yeah. I, I go to the breakdance contest at the park, and there'd be Ice T with his fucking goggles on. I'm like this shit is. Whack, yo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This shit is fucking garbage. What's this shit? He can't rap. He can't rap. I mean, the first rapper I liked out of L.A. was King T mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. Cube. Anything else was like, ah. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. There's some old Ice-T shit that I fuck with, like that Bitches 2 record. Mm. 
I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all niggas is bitches. That's too. one of my favorite. Yeah, but songs that was like dog. that was like later though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember when he recorded that record because I was living with DJ Aladdin at the time doing the Cypress demos, and Aladdin was doing the Mad Circle with WC and Coolio. Mm-hmm. They wasn't signed yet. We wasn't signed yet. Mm-hmm. We was living in the same apartment, and Ice would come over. And I know who he wrote that about too. He wrote it about one of the homies. Yeah, yeah, I love that record. So I just can relate to it. You know, a lot of these niggas, niggas is bitches, bitches too because <laughs> he, he he liked one of the homies' girls, and he was like, "Hey, yo, you know your man be fucking mad bitches when he on tour, right?" She's like, "Huh?" He's like, "Yeah, every time he go on tour, he be fucking bitches and fucking bitches." And then he took homie's girl from a boom, and Ice T was like, "All oh, word." That's what his songs. That's about. crazy. Mm. You know, Muggs, you you you. Your production is still is still knocking, you know, still soulful, still got a lot of grit. You know, uh, you ever think about, you know, changing it because of the trend being more radio friendly or just the trend changing? No, I could. I've done other records, like other styles. It's easy to right. do trap records. Is I, I dig trap. It's fun. You know what I mean? But I was just, um, I prefer to do grimy ass New York, smoke a blunt, nighttime shit, like what's around the fucking corner music you know what I mean mm-hmm. well that makes I mean, sense when, when me and Muggs connect you know what you're gonna hear from us you know what I mean right, like, let, let, let's let's rewind to really to, to y'all two uh, uh, connecting because again like I said you've got this deep catalog this this deep rich history and you're meeting a, a, a guy who's like real quick I just did you know Diane Word from South mm-hmm, Africa mm-hmm. I did yeah. their last album I did nine songs in their last album mm-hmm. you listen to that you like oh shit you did this mm-hmm. you know what I mean so so Diane so, Word so the the album you that y'all put out mm. together, okay, gems from the equinox. What does that even mean? The equinox is the one time of the year where it's equal light and day mm-hmm. everywhere. So it's kind of like we're somewhere in that middle ground. It's not completely dark. It's not completely good or righteous either. That's just kind of how I feel I am as a human. So mm-hmm. that's the equinox and gems is just like yo, it's just jewelry. We dropping jewels. We hitting you with life shit. Wordplay. I tell you one thing. Uh, Mayhem has always said to me, and he uses to a lot of people, "Happy Thanksgiving." For years now, whenever Every I text day this is kid, Thanksgiving, dog. You know, I text it. him Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, and, and it's it true. It could be it could be in January or February or March, and I hit this kid, and whatever I say, I always end it with a Happy Thanksgiving. More importantly, I think we may have said this off air. I'm not sure. How did y'all meet? I know you said at Alchemist Crib. Yeah, we right? met at Al's Crib when um, Al was working with Action for the, the Rare Chandeliers project a few <laughs> years back. Mugs came through. It was the right place, right time. I remember it was mad people in the studio, bunch of rappers. Everyone passed out. Everyone smoked all day. They're drinking. You don't do any drugs. Exactly. So I that, left already, though. Was yeah. I still there? No, I left. Nah, you actually left. Yeah, you left the beats loaded up. You said, yeah, you want to fuck with them? Fuck with them. So Mugs loaded up two, two joints, knocked them out. He came back in the morning. That was that. I didn't even know what they were for. I'm just like, yo, you know what? Muggs is leaving beats telling me to rap. Am I fucking retarded? Of course I'm a rap. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. So we didn't even talk for a minute. He did him. Said what up? Yo, I like him. Hit me back like maybe six months later. An email like, yo, I just listened to those joints. They were fire. You want to do a project? And I'm like thinking, nigga, Muggs wants to do it. Yeah, I want to do a project. Like, sure, sure. hell yeah. And we just jumped into it. It happened mad organically. Mm. And 11, 11. It's funny because I, uh, I told you, I'm like, damn, only 11 tracks. I know Mayhem wants to put out fucking like 26. Oh, oh at least. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that was the short record, the 26. How did this get down to 11? <laughs> Yo, just working with mugs. Like, you know, you, yeah. you grow when, when you work with somebody. You guys got to see eye to eye. And, you know, we just trim the fat. He's like, Yo, let's just pick the best shit. Yeah. Cut it off at this number. He actually said, let's cut it off at 10. And I just wow. kept saying that we need and this 11. It, we it need wasn't this even like, there's songs that might be better than some you might think. Or he might mm-hmm. think or I might think. There's other bangers. There's at least another six fucking monsters that... 
Yeah. Some days I was like, "Fuck, maybe I should have put that one." Some days I'm like, "That one." And, well, know. good. Then, then, then there's at least another project. Yeah, you know, or a bonus thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something. There's something else to bubble with. But, it's, but Gentleman Equinox is the is the perfect length. It, it's a it's a real great follow up to Piano, uh, the Oral, which um, was a which was a masterpiece. I really really like I really like now I like Piano the Oral, but I really really like this because again, man, you're just consistent with your rhyming. You're consistent with your wordplay. I love a rapper who makes me have to go and get a, a notepad and have to write down their lyrics just to see how they how they took a word, flipped it, either extended the syllables for it, compressed it, but or, or just put it together, put the bar together. And that's that's been that's been a pleasure for me, I feel like since Cool Mo D and then rock him and then other great rappers who, you know, you had to just open up your notebook and, and write down what they were saying because it was so dope. And I mean, again, you're still doing that. Makes me feel good, bro. That, that's all I know, you know. Like I, I'm a rapper's rapper. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could do other things. Of course, you experiment. You go out the box. You test shit out. But I do real rap. That, that's what I do. You know what I mean? You, you know, even when you think about, how do you even pronounce that uh, album, Patty Pieta? How do you say that? Come on, you're Italian. Man. I know, but I'm. I'm a. Let me tell you something. Italian Americans are the worst pronouncers. Trust me. <laughs> Piato Dioro, just forget about it. A plate of gold. That's that's all. That's the translation. Mm-hmm. You know. So I t- I literally took a plate out of a Versace plate in the crib, threw two of my chains on it, threw two of my man's chains on it, and I got the best album cover until mm-hmm. this one. You got to keep elevating it. You know you, what I mean? You know, I really feel um, now we gave Jesus Uzis. There you go, <laughs> straight up. You know, I, re- I feel like that album was super creative. Um, it was fun. I had no, fun with it. You know. You ever feel like? Um, you know that that maybe didn't get like the big accolades that it should have got. You ever feel that? Yo, way? I never want to be a crybaby or seem like that better dude. I feel like everything I did didn't reach its potential. Mm. Nothing I've done has really gone to where I feel it should have gone. Things are moving in the right direction. Everything's elevating. Yeah, I've done things, but I feel it. It is what it is. I'm gonna just keep working and whatever pops pops. Sure. Is, is well, you, get- you already got two visuals for Gems from the Equinox. You already got two videos. Yeah. Out right Murder now. rap Do you, you have more videos and Street coming? religion Yeah we got a lot more videos okay. we, we went kind of crazy With the videos it, this time It's very interesting How in rap In music in general People see your song Before they hear it Yeah People see your song On YouTube And people may not even See a full video It may just be a, a, a Still image of an album cover Yeah But YouTube is such a channel A platform For people to get music that's ah, important at, at the important. end of the day people see you before they see your music mm-hmm. I'm not gonna front like you might stumble across a song you might hear it and say oh this record's dope by accident but like let's see you see a, a certain dude or an artist I could look at you and be like damn I don't even wanna hear what he has to say look at him or I, or I might be like oh <clears throat> son is kinda fresh like let me see what he's rapping about like all that counts yeah. obviously the content the lyrics that's more important than anything but you got to play all the roles. It's it's important. Yeah. You can't just be a bum who's mad good at rap. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that. You know? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm not being funny, though. No, but when we talk about, like, you know, your your last album, and you think about, like, like you saying, hey, I just go in and I just try to continue to do what I do. Mm-hmm. You ever get, like, frustrated, you know, um, where it's like you think that this album may get more accolades than the other one, or you want to save some shit as you get bigger, you ever think of that? I never think about saving just anything. Keep on just keep putting that. Everything I do, I just give it my all. Everything's a different thought. Everything has a different goal. And it's just just rock. You know what I mean? Mm. One thing like I like is that, um, you know, you, uh, well, we'll get to it. But even with action, like, you know, you're the one, you've always been rapping. Yeah. You're the one that told him he should rap. 
for for people listening that may not even know that story, you know, how did that even go down? Ak was just my man. Like, like I said, we family forever. And he didn't rap. He actually drove. He had a car before any of us. So he would actually drive me to the studio sometime. Like, come hang out. He'd smoke. And he would, like, freestyle in the car, rap in the car. And I'd be like, yo, dog, you're nice. And eventually told him to get in the booth. And like I said, I'm not taking responsibility for his rap. He's he's ill. He had the talent. And he went and actually did projects and took his position. But, yeah, he wasn't. He never wanted to be a rapper. Mm. You know what I mean? But, yo. But, but it takes good people around you to support you. See, that's one thing I really like about you because you... You know, you see talent or you see something that's dope is dope. You're not trying to supersede or like, damn, I'm trying to get on first or yeah, anything. Nah. Now, I've always, honestly, I always appreciated that about you because it's like, you know, as he's gotten bigger, so have you. Of course. And and, and, and it wasn't like you would, man, time, time just, good things happen in time, man. And yeah. they are. Nah, it's family. Like I said, you work together. Like, yeah, I helped them rap. He helped me get on TV. Mm. One hand watched the other. We, we just, we're just moving. Hopefully I get in movies and I give him the movie assist. We just keep pulling each other up, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? That's it. What, okay, first of all, you're kidding. So, ki- so, then, so then, then, then let's take it. When I go to Congress, I'll bring him to Congress. Second, Let, let's take it all the way back then <laughs> to, to Queens, to Kew Gardens. Boom. What is, what is the perfect way for you and Act to kind of celebrate ascendancy? What's the, what's the perfect restaurant is it georgia diner is it or take us through a moment where you you and him felt like happy about the success that you gained whether it be for both of you or just him or you i mean just and how do you celebrate because it's important to celebrate man that's why i tell you every day is thanksgiving straight up like every day we celebrate i'm thankful every single day that whatever i have going on in my life is happening like Mm. you know we got a lot of friends that have jobs they hate Mm. Or are locked up in jail or are sure. dead. Like, dog, it's Thanksgiving. I'm up here on a podcast talking mm. shit, wearing a shirt with my album cover on it. Like, life is good right <laughs> Get now. Get a picture of that motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's it. We don't have, like, big celebrations. Yeah. Just just live life every day. Enjoy it. Look, one thing, like I said, um, watching you for over the years, uh, proud, but more importantly, passport stamps have been stamped, okay? Yo, I got to get are some new on, pages. Matter of fact, I'm about, on, I'm about to on, go to Europe in December. I got to get new pages nice. or they'll stop me in the middle and send me back. <laughs> so nice. you're on your second one? I'm glad one? you brought that up. You're on your second one? I think I'm getting an extension first before the second. I think they got to add some more pages. I figured it out. Mugs would know about that. I don't know about that yet. So you got to extend it in and get an extension. There we go. Okay, see, listen. You get, hey, yo. They, they you get, add you get, pages. You're getting oh, information. Yeah. Dallas, people are getting information on what they need to do if they ever get that much stamps on their yeah, passport. Listen, listen. That's, that's a good problem to have. I mean, I I think it is. That's a, that's a great problem. To have. You know, let's um, when when you think about and and this I mean wholeheartedly. When you think about success, you, you there's a lot of memorable moments. Yeah. What really sticks out to you that you, so far from what you have done? Honestly, first time watching yourself on TV, like mm-hmm. sitting in the crib with my parents and like we're all on the couch watching me on TV. It's like the fuck is going on here? I'm in Morocco slap boxing with a butterfly, like. Damn, things changed in a year. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yo, you're stupid. <laughs> nah, I'm being real. Nah, like, I know, but it's just stupid. Yo. That's the moment. Hey, listen, that's, Muggs, you've been around the world, worked with House of Pain, Cypress Hill, tons of other fucking people. When you look back at it, I'm not asking for one, but what's a memorable moment that really sticks out to you? You know, it's ill. Um, EPMD used to be one of my favorite groups ever. I'm walking, coming out of wetlands, walking down the street. I look, and I hear somebody bumping out. I can kill a man, but it wasn't out yet. And I look, it's fucking EPMD in the, in the bends bumping it. They had got the, the, 
the fucking did that the white pre-release from Columbia because mm. we turned it in, but it didn't come out for six months. So they got the like the promo. Me and Sendo was like, "Yo, <laughs> fuck!" <laughs> yeah, she was ill Classic. right there. Classic. That means that's a that's a ill moment. First of all, to hear your music bumping in a car. Period. Anytime is ill. But then to and hear it wasn't out yet. That though. wasn't out. I'm saying to hear something that wasn't even yeah. out yet. It's like, wait a minute, who got their hands on that? And then to see it's Eric and Paris. Like is it to see is these guys who are like fucking already on Mount Rushmore right. for for what they did with hardcore yeah. rap. Yeah. So then it's like, oh shit. Like like that's the type of shit that will have you. Did you go straight to the studio from there and just work for like the next five years straight? Yeah, yeah, I've been working the last thirty years straight. I ain't stopped. But thank that, you. That's that kind of shit, though. It's like, yo, fuck, that shit was, you know. Yep, and you just keep wanting those moments, you know. Man, yeah. that that is the superest drug right there. I mean, to to because you know you do this. I, I didn't care about. I didn't know blowing up. I figured we sell a hundred thousand records because everybody I liked at the time was selling about a hundred, hundred fifty thousand. I just you just want respect from your peers, you know what I mean? Sure, like, sure. You know, I want them motherfuckers to like my shit and walk in and get daps. I'm cool. That's if I got that, I'm cool with this. We got a little bit more than that, but that's all I was looking for at now, the time. Now, were you DJing? Were you DJing for House of Pain? No, I just produced them. Okay, you ever go on the road with them when they went on the road? No. Okay. No, I just did their records. They were signing my. But Cyphers, 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 you went on the road. Cool. How was those shows? Ridiculous. Crazy. How, How much we was? I mean, we, we started off in the van, doing like. Doing one stops, playing in front of sixteen people at breakfast. You know what I mean? Yeah. To like following um, Naughty by Nature in the tour bus when they had OPP cracking. We was in our van, following them around because it took us. Our record it really didn't pop nationally for six months, mm -hmm. and then we. Wait, was, why? How do you think? Why do you think that happened? I think Columbia put the wrong single out. We told them put Killer Man and Hand on the Pump, and they go, "No, we want to put Funky Feel one out." Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. like. We didn't have no say at the time. We ain't done shit yet, so they put that out, and we was like, we was grinding. We was like, man, we got a tour, we got a tour, we got a tour, we got a tour. One fan at a time. So I had the single. Then we was, we was on Naughty by Nature's tour. We, then we was on Third Base tour, just like any tour we can get on, just to get in front of people and steal. We got, we're gonna steal everybody's fans every night, just steal mm -hmm. their fans. And then, um, and then they started playing Killer Man. You know, Stretch, Flex. They was killing it. Then boom, we did the video for Killer Man. Then it was Video Music Box, killing it. And MTV Raps playing like three times a week. And, yeah. you know, you was getting one time a week maybe, and then Juice, all at the same time. Then we started doing like from 1,000 records a week to like 75,000 records a week. Mm. Now you produced, who produced Killer Man? I did the whole album. The, the whole, all really? the Cypress albums, except for the so last one. Killer Man, Hand on a Pump? Yeah. What the fuck, man? Yo, were you high when you made those? Hell yeah. Like right. a motherfucker, boy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Those beats in general, man, when you think about it, man, are, are, go down in history yeah, in hip-hop. Yo, I remember being, like, honestly, like, that shit will make you want to be something more than what you can you ever imagine. What did you pull out for those? I mean, I mean, both. I'm thinking of the, the, the horn sample, which is just crazy in there. What, what, what was the foundation of those? Was it the drum? First, where, where did you start? Just samples, man, samples, just whatever. I only had like a crate of records. I mm -hmm. didn't have like now, you know, I think there's too much shit now. It's like too many choices, you know. Then I just had a crate. I used to go back through them records over and over and just find little fucking little morsels of anything I could find on them records because that's all I had. Mm -hmm. It was a crate of records. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the production is different than also. I mean, to tell you the truth, uh, because of Public Enemy, because of, of y'all, because of, of N.W.A., the the art of sampling 
had to get attacked in the 90s. Then Wu-Tang, our sampling had to get attacked where you, you really couldn't sample. Who could afford to sample any longer? When I turned the first record, cause I remember when I, right before that, everything was kind of cool until that Gilbert Sullivan Bismarck thing happened. Mm-hmm. And that's what really fucked everything really bad. I remember turning my first record in and Chris Schwartz and Joe the Butcher who owned Rough House where we were signed was like, we ain't clearing none of these samples. We'll never, this album will never come out if we clear these samples. We're just putting it out and we're going to deal with it later. Fuck it, they just put the record out. They dealt with it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it cost some money later. Like just for that Duke of Earl was 50K. Mm-hmm. And then I told Ice Cube one day, yo, that shit was 50K. He goes, that's it? He goes, I'll pay 100 for a hit. Yeah, what was the... Oh, uh, shit, I never thought about it like that. (laughs) (laughs) You think about, uh, you know, when when they first heard Killer Man, you know, Cypress Hill. Mm. What was their reaction? Were you in the studio or did that... How did that happen? Uh, When we made Killer Man, we did it at my crib on a different beat. It was called Trigger Happy Nigga. And B-Real was rhyming. It was just one line in the whole song. It was Mm. because here is something you can't understand how I could just kill a man one time, try to... But then I was like, yo... That's the hook right there. He's like, what are you talking about? I go, that's the hook. Then we put the rhyme on another beat, and then we made that the hook, and I took his the rest of the verse and moved it as the second verse. Mm. And then we just, it's just like, that's how we used to work. And he knew one time, I was, one time tried to come in my home, yeah. take my chrome. I said, it's on. Take cover, son. <laughs> Yo, when he heard that, he he just he knew all of you knew you had a hit. You know how they say, you like, know, yeah, because we we used to record on the, the cassette four tracks at the house, mm-hmm. and on the cassette four track, yeah, you just like, yo, we just listening to it, and I made the cassette, and it was a cassette from a cassette four track, and what I do is like, drop the beat on the track, and then drop the other sounds, and then bounce all the track to one track. Mm. And then lay, put the, another SP-1200 disc, lay the rest of the sounds, mm. bounce all the beat to another track, and then use the next three tracks for vocals. So it was sounding kind of like, then we put it on the cassette, put it in the car, and was bumping that shit in, in the hood for like Fucking the next six months a year, because yeah. we still didn't get signed for a while. We didn't get, we, our record didn't, that was like 80, we got signed in 90, that was like 89 we recorded mm-hmm. that shit. Now, mm-hmm. now were, you, were you smart enough as far as like getting your name down for like, you know, production credits, meaning... It, um, to get paid for it, you know what I mean? Or you well, just we got, no, we got signed. Well, I'm in the group. Like, you know, we was all in the group. We own the group together still, and um, we got sixty five thousand for our first deal. So I think I made about twelve thousand from that first record. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you still it comes get out to like nine hundred a track. You know, I, I went and got. I had a Regal. I got me some McLean's. Buick Regal. Yeah. Okay. Got, Classic. Got me some McLean's on that motherfucker. Put a system in that shit. Mm-hmm. Two tens, Rockford Fosgate. Bought some clothes, some sixteen inch McLean's because I couldn't afford Dayton, so I got McLean's. And then, um, shit. Those, the, hey, listen, man, and it, it's crazy, <laughs> man. Those are some. Let me tell you something. Thank you for that. Thank you, honestly. Yo, um, Mayhem, you also worked with Alchemist. Yeah, Yo, I always work with Alchemist. Like. Let me tell you, if he makes a beat that you don't like. Do you tell them, well, I don't like this one, or you just or you continue, you just rap over it? If anybody does, I only, you know, like you got to have an honest, open relationship. But I, yeah. I keep it real. I've rarely heard a beat from Al that I don't like. But, yeah, anyone I work with, I keep it 100 with, you know? Just like if I spit a verse, they'll tell me, yo, man, you could come harder than that. Like, mm-hmm. if you cool, you cool. You don't, We don't bullshit, you know? Yeah, I think it's important for a producer and, 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 and you know, an artist to really, like, respect each other wholeheartedly. Like, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I feel like even some of your style... And correct me if I'm wrong, but some of your style with mugs, like I feel like you switched it up a little. I like it. It's, it's, it's some some different, some normal, like some what I'm used to hearing, and some of it's a little bit different. Like the the rap flow. Am I wrong? Or? 
Um, yeah, I just play with flows and change things in general. And again, it's just me and Muggs working together. So sometimes Muggs would be like, yo, try to spit it this way. Try to flip it that way. And I'm like, if I'm going to take input from anybody, I'm going to sure, take absolutely. it from Muggs. So, yeah, we did some shit and it worked out. Yeah. I, I mean, what the public won't realize, I mean, it's a, it's a dope, cohesive project. What the public won't realize is that y'all have been actually bubbling on this project now. For a minute. Been a long time. A lot of stop and go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's because he's doing stuff, you're doing he's stuff. He's doing stuff. And then, yeah, like, stuff and then, and then, then I, I, I go 100%. And then once I stop, I'm like, it's hard for me to do it. And then come back. I go, I got to finish this now. Cause yeah. Right. And I got to go 100. Then once I start on your shit, he's like, I'm not ready yet. I was like, all right, I'm not going to finish it yet then. I'm going right. to go back to this. Right, yeah. right, so right. Just so took, so just so the timing was, but I think it's the right time. I, I I feel like it that's, is. That's, so whatever whatever it was, it all worked out. I'm happy out. it worked out like I, this. I feel like and it's it Thanksgiving because of that. Of course, happy I mean, Thanksgiving. I mean, I mean, just the, the skits, the samples inside there. I like it. I, Let me tell you I really something about like the skits though, too. Yeah, those aren't skits. Those aren't staged. It's not like, yo, I need you to do this for the album. I got a friend. My man's been on the low, on the run, had issues for years, mm-hmm. and he sends me these voice clips. And I asked him, I said, dog, do you care if I use these for my projects? He goes, nigga, I'm never coming back. Use whatever you want. And that's what they are. He said, I'm never coming back. Listen, Internet, you know what? Let's take a quick break. Sitting here with the legendary DJ Muggs. My man, 50 Grand, Mayhem Loren. Was it Gems Before the Equinox? Gems from the Equinox. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, sit. I see how I fucked that up, and I don't even smoke. That's all right. <laughs> take, take a hit. She'll be even. Okay. Internet, we'll be right back. Cheer. Yo, what's up, man? It's Steve Lobel. And you're listening to the Premium Pete Show. We working. Internets, today's episode is brought to you by the good folks at Bevel. We already told you it's the holiday season. So what better time to get someone you love a Bevel product? Bevel is, listen, they're the premier shaver in the game. From the razor to the grooming products to their shaver. Barbers are using it worldwide. People are shaving such a clean shave. They're clinically proven to remove razor bumps. Let me tell you something. Bevel is cutting edge, okay? And if you go to getbevel.com forward slash Pete, again, that's getbevel.com forward slash Pete, you'll get a discount. You'll get free shipping. You'll get all that. Go to getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Get someone you love a Bevel product today. Now let's get back to the show. Chit-chit. And Tennyson, we're back sitting here with Mayhem Loren, DJ Muggs, Dallas Penn in the building. Listen, it is great to just go over the history. I feel like not only are we touching on the uh, point that you guys made a project, but also about, you know, growing up, Mayhem and, and, and Muggs growing up, and really just your place and your start and where you are today. You know, I think a lot of people sometimes don't get to understand or hear that journey. You know what I mean? You know, if, if Muggs, if you could ever go back, you know, to the, those days of growing up, any, any anything you would change or any regrets? Nah, I mean, during the time, I'm sure there are, but when you look back now, you're like, man, all that shit makes you who you are now, so you take one little tiny element, man, I might be working at NASA right now, you mm. know You know what I mean? One yeah. little, one little switch up. Eating astronaut ice cream. Same on this you know side. What I'm yeah. I wouldn't change anything, like anything, even anything you did wrong is a learning experience, and it makes you who you are now, like, yeah. you know? I might I might have got a good verse out of that mistake. I might have got a good album out of that mistake, like, hey, you know, listen, it is what it is. I always say a mistake is not a mistake. If you learn from it, yeah. if you can learn from it, but I know a lot of people that have a beautiful family because of a mistake. Things happen, man. Plastic <laughs> breaks. Hey, for listen, real. ma'am, you're known for making some of the best turkey chili. It's a fact. How, how did this even fucking happen? My cilantro game is stupid, man. Okay. I'm known for making cilantro a lot of is, things. It's slept on. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's, it's, a, it, it's an underrated culinary, you know, mm-hmm. herb like cilantro, lemongrass, 
Shout out to those two, man. People don't give them the credit they deserve, you know? Mm-hmm. Dig that. They're like the underdogs of seasonings. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like but, that. Nah, just cook in general, man. I got a lot of, like I said, videos floating around. I got the, the turkey chili video on Munchies. I got the shrimp palm video, which I want you to approve. You know okay, what well, I mean? Most definitely. I'm tapping into your heritage sure, right most there. Most definitely. Most definitely. You know? I want to come on there one day and make some fucking ditalini, put some, you know, lemon, lemon butter garlic in it, you know? Maybe, who knows? Maybe I'll make some manigot. You know, fresh money go. Of course. Tell, listen, I told you, tell action, listen, okay? I understand you got all the Albanian snacks and the baklavar and all that shit, but when it comes to seven-layer cookies and pignolis, tell them to fucking relax. Okay? I, I, I relay that. <laughs> I, well, he's going to hear it. Um, listen, um, Dallas, we got a live show November 15th in Philadelphia. Okay, the Premium Petro live show. We work presents. Congratulations, I, Premium. I mean, thank you, man. It, it, it's gonna. I was, I was the live show in Atlanta first. A uh, live show in Atlanta How was, was beautiful, man. We had um 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 KP Kwan Preta come through, uh, Trinidad James, um um Angela Yee. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Santana Raymond from the Central Park Five. My father-in-law to be mm-hmm. Mr. Nat Robinson. First priority music. Yeah. Um. Shit, we had a lot of people stop by, man. Like and, Milk, Milk D's dad, yeah. Yeah, 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 man. You know, okay. audio too, you know. Dope, um, dope, dope, dope. Yeah, so, you know. So, it, so, so, okay, you got Philly coming up next. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I think we. What's the next stop? It may be Houston. It may be Houston before okay. Toronto. Houston or Houston? Uh, Houston, Houston. Houston. Well, I may not pronounce everything right, but, you okay, know. Okay, Houston. It, it, okay, that's Then dope. we got Toronto. Toronto, okay, And then we got, got? L.A. L.A.? Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So listen, internet. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what. When you hit LA, yeah, make sure you hit up DJ Mugs. Of course, yeah, he should, he should be back on that side. Of course, he we're gonna be back bring, on that side. Then we're gonna bring you out because we're just doing we're doing like an evening of of just people from all walks of life, mixed with uh, food and beverage, good sounds. You know Say what I mean? No I might, it, I might it, pop up in Philly. I look for excuses to go to Philly. I shit. like Philly, yo. Super. And, and not only that, but to go through a Mugs, <coughs> uh, go through a Mugs retrospective. That would be that would be kind of ill. Yeah, I mixed my first, I mixed the first two Cypress albums in Philly. Really? At Studio Four, Four 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 Fourth Street. Why right? is that? Because uh, my label was there. Joe the Butcher used to work there down there, and, and Rough House was there. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. was down, like right down in the basement down there. They had three studios down there, so I stayed right at that Comfort Inn, right across from the um, the prison on what's that, the Brent Franklin Bridge, mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. right there, dog, every time. Damn. For like a month. Legendary. So. Who would have ever known? Who would have ever known? Man, are you signed to a label? Nah. So you're just independent? Yeah, just, you know, just do joint projects. Yeah. Just do but fly I'm not, shit. I'm not locked in, you know what I mean? Do, right. you, do you want to sign to a label? I mean, if it's a life-changing experience, but otherwise I like just to do partnerships and put things out, you know? Hey, listen, I think you and Action should fucking start a label, man. Yeah, it's responsibility. It's the same reason I don't have kids. Yeah. It's harder to manage rappers than kids, man. So, you, mm. so the pull-out game Yeah, I'd rather mm. have kids than deal with rappers. Yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> now, now, I always ask this, too, okay? Uh, first of all, Mayhem, you're nice. Lyrically, good dude, smart dude, wordplay is crazy. Uh, success has been growing. Yeah. Mugs, you know, obviously mad years in the game, doing mad shit, created dope shit. This game could get dry if everyone is doing somewhat of the same thing. Have you ever been trying to put any money or do anything outside of what you're doing? Like meaning like set up the future. Not saying rap is not the future or producing is not the future. But meaning like you ever see how people get into tech or people get into... Like I'll give you an example. Like Crazy Bone. He's, I mean, he, it, it, this is public knowledge, but I think he's worth like $250 million. Yeah. People, people may not know that he has restaurants, clothing lines... 
liquors, you know, like meaning like he's gotten to all this stuff. I always feel like even like in the podcast game, I feel like if I just strive to be just a podcast, I'm going to be like everyone else. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what, have you thought about this is just the door to the door? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, have nah. you thought about like of, any property or maybe uh, something? Of yeah. course. Of course. man. I got my hands in a million things, you know. Couple shoe boxes. Mm, forget about it. Start with Nike you know, or Adidas boxes. Yeah, it doesn't matter as long yeah. as they're full. But nah, just yeah. Of course, you have to <laughs> invest and think about the future. You know, rap's not everything. Rap is now. You know, you can't rap forever. But there's plans, definitely. Mm, mm. What about you, Mugs? Yeah, I'm good. And yeah. you know, and, I like that. <laughs> I'm good forever. And, no, and you know what I always say. I, too? I lay low though. Though I don't, I don't be out there like <laughs> shaking my ass, standing on the motherfucking top of a table. I just do my thing and keep it moving and mm. stay silent. I like you know? that. And, you know, I learned a long time ago that rap is going to set you up to go make your real money. You know, mm -hmm. I know when Russell, they sold Def Jam for $35 million, then he sold Fat Farm for $250 million, You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you look at everybody who's really, really making money. Sure. They're making the real money outside of the game. This is just getting you to that space to go get that. So yeah. I learned that shit early on and had some good mentors around me to make a lot of proper Who investments. Who were some of your mentors? Um, nobody you would know. Okay. You know, just business people family friends and um i made a lot of good moves when i was young so i could do what the fuck i want to do when i want to do it and sure. how i want to do it. but i still get up at six o'clock in the morning be in the gym be about my business be in the books be doing my shit uh, that's what i want to hear i want to hear what, what's your daily routine um get up go to the gym <laughs> what hold on get up what time in the morning six it depends i got my kids i got my kids um how many kids you got two kids i got i got my kids um 15 days a month so when i got them i'm up at six mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when i don't got them i'm up at seven mm -hmm. that extra hour is big boy believe me okay you get that extra yeah. hour. how old are they um 14 and 12 okay nice nice boys and, or? a girl and a boy oh okay you got the best of both worlds yeah. man uh now the girl is 14 yeah okay okay, okay hold, on, hold on we still got to go through the day though okay so you, you're getting up at six with them getting them together drop them, them off get them out yeah go hit the gym the I'll go hiking a few days a week. I'll go hit the movie Thai gym the other mm -hmm. the other days, and um, you know, and then um, go to the studio. Mm -hmm. But my studio is a compound, so if I got to handle my business, I'll be in the I'll be in the office side. If not, I'll just be in the studios. I got three studios in there, so I got a couple. Of, I let the homies work there, so it's just like a creative space. Mm -hmm. We do a radio show. I got a show a radio show on Shea Forty Five. Okay. I've had since like when did Shea Forty Five start? Ten years ago. Dig it. Been dig on there it. about ten years. Dig it. Soul Assassins Radio Tuesday nights. Um, <clears throat> so we do that in there and do the records we do, do the productions we do, handle our businesses. Mm, mm. Mm. Uh, okay, okay. So wait a minute. The day is not done, though. No, day is not done. So then you uh, you grab up the young scrappies from school. Yeah, go make dinner. Go to the crib, make dinner, chill, chill. On those days, pretty much go to bed early. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. The other nights, I'll go out, have dinner with friends, and you know, make moves, business moves. Keep in touch with friends, you know, keep the relations tight, family, friends, go out to Al's. And then when I don't got them too, sometimes I'll just shoot the Alchemist crib and go out to his studio and I'll get over there. Like, I'll just go straight, hit the gym, be, be over at Al's by like 8.30 in the morning because he's up at 6. Mm -hmm. He's already mm -hmm. made two beats by 8. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, What's one thing that you really love about Alchemist from yeah. a producer to a producer? Just a good man, good human being, man. Mm -hmm. Good, honest, respectable means what he says says what he means no bullshit no frills and um his work ethic you mm -hmm. know you, you can't it's untouchable he just he does this shit 247 lives this shit and breathes this shit and loves what he does you know we just like painters we just like artists we're just getting better at what we do man um <clears throat> we're like picassos you know we we're gonna be in our 50s and 60s just getting better at what we do 
Mm. You know, you have two kids. And I'm starting to enjoy this rap shit a lot again. I like really? where, I mm. like well, where, tell me why, tell me why. I like where New York is right now with May and with, with, with Griselda, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And just a lot of these young cats, I'm like, ooh, this shit's getting fucking exciting again, you know what I mean? And you found somebody with May, I think, who has a great work ethic. Right. I've always I've always known May to be a hard working hard dude. worker. Yeah. And if you don't ain't gonna work harder for me, if you ain't gonna work harder than me for your shit, then I can't fuck with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. you gotta be out there like ready to grind. I just did an album with um I finished the album with Rock Marcy, who's another one of my favorite MCs too. We have an album done, it's coming out in March called Chaos. Mm. So, Rock Marciano, man. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. listen, Rock is it's a beast. Rock is it's family. Beautiful man. Beautiful. I was with Rock yesterday. Action got a new note, got a new show, a new nightly show, the Untitled Action Bronson show, and we had Rock up there. We were just wilding in the kitchen, tuna pouches, bank tuna. Come on, pouches of tuna, banging on pots and pans, <laughs> eating all kind of things, heavy on the truffle. I made the world's most expensive bagel. We shaved about two G's worth of black truffle on a bagel, like really. Yeah. See, why I gotta, I gotta at least eat some of this shit, man. Like, you know, I got the metabolism on listen, crack. Listen, time listen, besides listen. mugs, man. You gotta, you gotta just work hard, man. Work hard. You'll be in that position. Oh, oh really? You that's know? how it is. That's how it goes. I gotta say, my, my man acts about to have the best show on TV history. Mm. I know that's a big statement, but you never seen anything like this in your life. Yeah, this nightly show was crazy. No, I'm proud. Dog. I'm proud. I'm proud to see his a, a uh, nightly show. A nightly show, and we, we coming back with fuck that's delicious too. Season three. That's happening next year, 100%. But okay. right now, he's about to hit you with the nightly show. A nightly show. That's crazy. Yeah, you about to see our Five faces every week? day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's going to be bananas. Now, I make some. How, how, how have you positioned yourself to be a part of that and set yourself up? Meaning, like, you know, knowing monetary, like, how, how, how much to charge? Or did you just go with the flow? I mean, yeah, you just learn. Like, like any business, you, you learn, you know? Mm. Yeah. Everything's learning experience. Yeah. Mm. I'll just say it's going well. Yeah. You know? No, and and it fits. Like I said, it's not somebody like it's like not like someone's putting you on. It fits, man. Yeah, it you makes became, sense. You became like you know like like it, it makes me happy to see that because it's a crew of people doing things together and working together and flourishing together. So I I, I love seeing it, man. You know, it's like it's special. You know, especially even seeing Alchemist out there with you guys on the on the fuck that's delicious. Yeah, you know, Al brings something to the table. Come on. You can't just have three fat dudes who like everything. When he puts on his glasses, you know, you know, he means business. You know, he's fucking. You know, he's on his point Dexter shit. You know, shots to Alchemist. You know, uh, who can make a better peach cobbler than you? Yeah, not many people. I'm Are you sure about that? No, no. And, and listen, since, since the one that that's um, been online, I've, I've enhanced crazy. it. I reevaluated it and I switched it up a little. So like. The new version is even crazier. Oh, my God. I put my cobbler against anybody, straight up. Really? Anyone's grandmother. Internet's, Call her up. Call you know, your grandmother you're gonna, up. You're going to make me start taking insulin just so I can eat that peach cobbler, yo. Nah, no cobbler for you, man. Right. Damn, damn. I, I, I'll make you a poached peach salad or something, you I, I got to get these numbers right, man, because that cobbler was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, crazy, mm, crazy, mm. crazy. You, all right, you know, you know here's, where, here's where I jump. I jump over the mugs now because I think um, Cypress... Like I've experienced Cyprus at festivals, um, you know, I, great experience at Rock the Bells, man. Cats were in the back in the mud wrestling, and one cat got his leg broke, and he loved it. Oh, and, and Cyprus was and on. It. it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was it was the perfect soundtrack for some backyard wrestling. Right. Um, where have you been? Where you have said, okay, you know what? This is the craziest shit. Oh man. One of the craziest shows we did was um, <clears throat> Woodstock 95. It was like 500,000 people. Bananas. 500,000 people. Yeah, we had to take a helicopter just to get in because we can go across the river because you couldn't even drive into the show. 
I tried to walk around the crowd. It took me three hours to go from this side of the stage to over there. Mm. So many motherfucking people wow. mm. got lost out there. That was one of the craziest shows. But our shows was off the hook. Like, we brought that rock and roll energy. Like, hip-hop, when I was coming up, Run DMC, Public Enemy, LL Cool J, all the stuff Rick Rubin was doing had rock and roll energy. So you bring that energy and your shows alive. All oh, the Beastie Boys, too. And I was like, that was the blueprint right there for us. Like, yo, so... And just going on, we would tour with Bjork one day, play with Lauryn Hill the next day, play with Metallica the next day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it never, and just tour, 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 tour. Yeah. What about meeting them guys? Build your fan base. Build your fan base. Sure, sure, sure. Because we wasn't, there was no fuck radio, fuck videos. Right, right, right. You're not getting no radio play. If you ain't, certainly not getting no radio play. We went on, you know, we was, we was, um, we invest in yourselves. We was like, fuck it. We went on the Beastie Boy tour. We was platinum, they was gold. You know, we only got $500 a night. And we was like, man, fuck that. We over here making five grand a night. And we was like, well, fuck it. We're going to sell new records every night, get our publishing, get our merch, and steal every motherfucking fan they got and kill them, kill them. So mm -hmm. when they got it going after us, it's going to be hard as fuck. And then after that shit, boom. We was double platinum and a year later. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know that set us up. Mm hmm Mm. You know, I know I asked May, and I, I think I asked you. And a lot but, of motherfuckers wouldn't have went on that tour for five hundred dollars a night. They'd right. been like, "Fuck that! We making all this other money. Why are we gonna go do that shit? That's going backwards." Right, right, right. But there was, you know, that that but, short but side. Right that Y'all had the foresight yeah. to be like, "Wait a minute! These guys are these guys have a fan base that we want to incorporate that we want to bring under our umbrella." Yeah, now, let me, a lot let me of get, people don't think about the long haul. It's let me, like, let me get ten percent of that hundred the million people. Yeah, yeah. hundred thousand. That's another. That's a million dollar publishing deal. I'm gonna get just off of that shit right there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's another. So it was just like you're right. People, the, the other, too much. The other thing I want to get to also, people don't realize. You gotta invest in your future. It ain't all. It ain't all just grab the bag today. Yeah. But but hold on for a second. Now the the tour grind, the tour grind is that's some shit that you gotta really. And I and I would talk to May about this because when he takes European trips, I I, I get concerned because I'm like, man, listen. Bro, are you eating right? Because I know what it could Touring's be. Touring's easy now. So anybody who's crying like a little bitch about touring right now, yo, I'm talking, we tour. There wasn't no good food. Mm -hmm. There was no internet. There was no worldwide cell phones. You had to change your money in a different city every day. The mm -hmm. buses wasn't fly like now. Now you got the internet. Now motherfuckers know what good food is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> now they got worldwide cell phones where you can look at your kids when you're missing people. Yeah. You, you used to try to get, you used to call your girl, like, I'll call you in three days. And you try to get on the phone with the fucking country codes wasn't working couldn't get through in the hotels like shit was a little bit harder back then now i'm like trying to make beats on the road back then you had drum machine with a fucking turntable in the bus trying bouncing up and down there was no you know so i'm like now i'm like oh now it's easy to tour let's go yeah i don't mm -hmm. I, I don't complain about tours send me on the road matter of fact you, you i don't know even like is? being you just home gotta eat good and exercise man if you partying you're yeah. gonna kill yourself no yeah, yeah you're gonna kill yourself trying to do that shit and do okay. that shit and do that shit and do that shit but I hit the spa, hit the gym. I use it as like a, a like a, a a time just to like get outside of your life, look at it in, look at your life from the outside, looking in, reevaluate your shit. Mm -hmm. You know, get in shape, eat good, sleep as good as you can, and come back better, bigger, better, stronger, faster. Dig it, mm -hmm. dig it. So you're really using the touring to re-energize yourself. One hundred percent. But I mm -hmm. believe me, I didn't for those first five or six years. I was wilding out, drinking a bottle of Jack at night, mm -hmm. <laughs> fighting every night. Wilding out every night. Mm. What made you stop? Lawsuits. 
<laughs> what about the, what about the kids? We we, we got. We I got, didn't have kids yet then. Okay, I didn't have. Kids have they yet changed yet. your life? Oh, definitely, one hundred percent. What made you look at things from from you a either, different? You lens? either step up and you know man up, or you just be a, a donkey. You know what I mean? So you, you're gonna go one way or another with kids. So I decided I'm gonna be fucking the best father ever. Like the ill as I'm doing doing this shit, I'm gonna be better at that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Raise these kids and make, make them strong, make them powerful, and let them and see all the holes where I think. My parents, or I see other people fucking up, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to have those holes sure. and those regrets later. So I'm going to step it up and, like, you know, mm-hmm. be, be powerful for these kids, man. Sure. I'm inspired right now to listen to Gems again, Gems from the Equinox again, and then actually go back and pull out some old, I say old mayhem. It's funny because I say old mayhem, Loren, but it might only be like 78 years old. Yeah, you know, or even earlier all, than that. It's all relative. It's all relative. In this era, that's old. Yeah. You know? Shit, that's real old. He, a couple months that... passed by. Oh, that's old. Like, you know? It's, it's, right. It's, that's some old shit. Yeah. Last week's old now. You know, you know Mayhem. Um, I already heard that one. <laughs> will, will we see a tour from this album? I mean, more than likely. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if not. It's just, you know, it's groundbreaking music. I'm not trying to just sit here and big myself up, but I mean... I'll be shocked if not. And it's available everywhere. Available everywhere on on the twenty seventh. Right now, it's available exclusively on SoulAssassins.com. Yep, yep. Where we're selling deluxe versions. We have bundles. We have hoodies. We got t shirts. Like I said, you see Jesus here with these Uzis right now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? If you wanna, you wanna dress like me. You know. iTunes, Spotify, everywhere, everywhere on the 27th. But like I said, right now, soulassassins.com. Right now, everything's just exclusive packaging with extra songs you can't get nowhere else. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. So the CD on our site has two extra songs. The Uh, digital download on our site has two extra songs. A different two. A different two. Like you ain't gonna, we're not gonna release those ever anywhere else. And and this is November 27th. This is Thanksgiving or October? October. Okay, October. October. I thought you said literally on Thanksgiving. Nah, I mean, it is Thanksgiving. Every day is Thanksgiving. But you not already, that Thanksgiving. You, you already know? been told me that. Yeah, yeah, you already know. Um, but right now on SoulAssassins.com is right. the deluxe. Yeah. Exclusive. New video dropping the day of the album. Video with um, Conway. Okay. Shouts yeah. to Conway. Shopping on the day of the album. Westside Gun. Westside yeah, Gun. Come on, those are my people. I just went to Philly two days ago. They had a show. I went out there to rock with them. Yeah, you know what's so crazy? I live so close to Philly and I didn't see that. This is what happens. You wind up seeing something the next day. Nah, like, fuck, I would have came out. How would have hit you? Griselda? Come on, that. That was a good I, I show. Hit, I mean, Styles P's the homie. I would have hit. Yeah, yeah. I would have came out. I'm only like 20 minutes from Philly. Yeah. But anyway, listen, I'll catch you next time. What's next, man? What's next? I mean, obviously you have the album out, but what's next for you? I mean, I got a lot of things I'm working on, but to be honest, I want to just focus on this. Everything is just jumps from the Equinox right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you just put it like this. I'm not stopping. I got a lot of shit next, but it's this for a minute. You know, you know I want to touch back on something, pause, but I want to touch back on what I was saying before about preparing for the future. You know, um, I always tell people, artists, and I remember talking with, like, do, do you ever, like, make enough music to, like, make a will or produce enough music to produce, like, a will? Because, you know, like, in this game, you don't have, like, a 401k if you don't make, if you don't, you know, make your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But your, 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 you know, your um, catalog could become your will, like your family could put it out. Or, you know, just keep a, keep a family trust more than a will. The government can't trust, can't touch the trust where they can get all up in the mix of your will, first of all. Um, and then you, can all, then you leave it in the family trust for the next thousand years, so your daughter's kid ain't going to marry some fuck, fuck boy, and then he's going to try to sell your shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, y'all can use my shit for the next thousand years, but nobody can go take it and sell it because sure. nobody owns it. 
and um, keep all your intellectual property, own everything. I, I've never done a publishing deal or nothing. I own everything I've ever done, and that's why residuals just don't stop. You might get a $2 check. You might get a $100,000 check sure. next week, but just sure. own all your shit forever. Now do you, s- you might Some manager's going to come and go, I can get you 200000 right now. But he don't tell you it's going to cost you 250000 just to pay the 200000 back. And mm. then they're going to have your music for the next, even once you recoup, they're still going to have it for another seven years. You know mm. what I mean? So mm. own all your shit and just like sacrifice until them checks are coming in. Because once that pipeline's full, you're going to see checks for the rest of your life. Man. Patience, yeah. man. Patience. Yeah, you, patience now, now, do you still credit that to the OGs and the mentors that you said gave you that advice because at a young age you, you didn't know about this shit you know what though my first band before Cypress they fucked us they took it with the 783 and they was like do this do this do this and I was like damn y'all just fucking pulled the wool over our eyes because we was kids mm. there was no internet or the making of the band or none of the shit so I got really fucked good in that that band mm-hmm. and then but after that I was like okay I got this shit already figured out even at that when I was in that band I went and met with um Mr. Bill at Def Jam and he was like, what's your concept? I was like, the fuck is a concept? I didn't even know what the word concept meant. I was like 17, going to Mr. Bill's office with 783. But then I went back to Cyprus and was like, yo, we got to have a concept. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, what's your logo? What's a logo? <clears throat> Public Enemy got this. And, you know, da, da, da. And I was like, oh, shit, we got to have a logo, too. So, so you, you're taking all these chance meetings and saying with, with and, other, and gleaning that information from there. Yeah, no, you and then, and then taking it back meeting, and every conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Mm. What's yeah. the most? I mean, you know, you're you're on TV, mayhem. You you're putting out music, um, albums are different. I mean, you had the one with Buck Wild, like with DJ Muggs. I mean, your resume is getting bigger and bigger. What are some of the things that you learn that you consider priceless and important throughout this move? I mean, what through through this album with Muggs? No, just just throughout the times. Like, you're doing a lot of shit. With, there's got to be things that you learned or you saw. I mean, each project, each person that you work with, you know, everybody works a different way. Everybody has a different opinion, and there's different goals for each project or each situation that you're in. So you just got to take what you get from each individual scenario and make the best of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like with Mugs, for instance, like, I learned a lot about thinking out the box, trying different things, and cutting, trimming the fat. Like, really just making the best shit, forcing it there, making a number of tracks and sticking to it. You mm. know what I mean? Like... Just learn different things. Mm. Do you write things? You write raps down? Yeah, all the time. Okay, all the time. Like I write lines. I think of lines, words, concepts all the time. I'm always in my phone, but I don't really write a full rap unless I have the beat on. Like you can't write without hearing the beat. Like I know some people do, but that's why I have offbeat rhymes. You know what I mean? You gotta really become one with it. Might take that line. Okay, I'm gonna start with this and then just build around that. Listen, special, special shit, man. You know, it, it, it's special to see, you know, people collaborate with people that they admire. But more yeah. importantly, let the people get that. The, like, like, the thing is, you're feeding the people. And you see that when you go to these concerts and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, how much they love. And like I said, you got the TV aspect. You know, you got j- j- just putting out albums aspect, merch. You know what I mean? Like, you get, it, it's just amazing to see how far you come. I remember PNC, what was that, 2010. You know, I think that was the first time we ever bought Action on and you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, was, I, I told Dallas. That was, I was the like, beginning right there. Dallas introduced me to Mayhem. I was like, yo, this motherfucker hugged me. His shoulders were so broad. I'm like, damn, man, what are you trying to come in my pockets for, motherfucker? Back the fuck up. Like, cause you had the way you, 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 like, you know what I mean? Like the way he like said, what's up to me was like over, o- overbearing. Like, you know, it was just love though, man. You had a good sneaker on. I was like, okay, my dude 
Let me get your size away. Your size. You know? Um, you know, I do this a lot with certain people. You know, obviously, he knows. But even, like, I love the relationship that you and Action have. You know, if you could sum up Action, you, you know, how you, how you feel about him. You know, what's special about Action? I mean, that's family. I want to say he's just an extreme person. Like, extremely good and extremely crazy when he's crazy. Like, he'll do the best things in the world. And when he gets in the mood, you're like, yo, who the fuck is this nigga? You know what I mean? But, like, he's just family. And he goes out of his way to help his friends and, like, bring them along with anything that he's doing and just open the door. You know what I mean? I don't expect him to d- directly do things from him. But, like, if a door's open, he's like, oh, we're all walking in here. You know what I mean? And mm. I love him for that. And that's why I do the same anytime I get a chance. Mm. Yeah, let me tell you something, it ain't no fun unless the homies have some. Yeah, it's true. You know, but I've seen a lot of cats, even over at Dr. Dre's, where they're just waiting for Dre. They signed to Dre, and they're waiting for Dre. Can't nah, wait. you got to move on your own. Wait for action. He's mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. If something pops Talk off, to cool. Get if something pops off, cool. You know, you see Kendrick didn't wait for Dre. He went and got his own shit sure. bubbling, and then, boom, yeah, I get yeah, behind yeah. you. you have a lot of motherfuckers that. just waiting to get put on, then they start complaining and bitching. Yeah, I was your man. You didn't do this. You didn't do this. You didn't mm-hmm. do this. Yeah, but what did you do Go for yourself? Go get high. Get yourself yeah. popping, and then yeah. you slide right in. Yeah, and then they just reconnect, and it just makes it yeah. more powerful. And How I'm, many relationships, Muggs, have you lost because of lack of what I feel is communication? I see. I, oh, I, a gang of them. I mean, this shit is even worse now. Motherfuckers with that text and shit. I lost oh. a gang of them from... You know, just humans, just humans, man. Humans are some weird motherfuckers sometimes and not communicating correctly yeah. with their motherfucking feelings, you know? Yes. Yeah. Half the time making music, the reason I don't fuck with a lot of cats is because it's the human side. I don't want to deal with the motherfuckers, you know what I mean? That's true. I had, I had labels, million-dollar labels, million-dollar groups signed that you don't know who they are that I just, just dropped because they was on some bullshit. And I was like, I ain't putting up with this shit. I don't need the money, so... Now, before I fuck with people, the human side got to be tight. Like, oh, that's a good human being right there. I'm going to fuck with you. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. And I yeah, think you're yeah, all that other shit, man, I'm cool. Create good vibes no off of that. I'd rather yeah. go play with my fucking dogs and hang out with some motherfucking in the studio <laughs> eight hours a night for the next fucking month. It's, it's crazy so, how so a dog he can, so, so, so he can go and go get money doing shows and be like, oh, cool. Thanks, homie. Sure. But, but a dog doesn't talk, but a dog can communicate better than a lot of people. Hell yeah. That's a man's best friend. You know, Mayhem, you know, even speaking about what Dallas is talking about with mugs. You know, and I know you're going to have some fly response because that's just how you do. But this industry, and we'll get to you, Mugs, about this too. This industry is shady sometimes. You know, I always use the reference, Jay yeah. says, I'll show you how to move in a room full of vultures. How have you been able to deal with people who may have not had texted you back or may not have answered you back your phone call? It is what it is. That's life. That's the, that, that's any industry. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just it's just what it is. Like, if you have a nine to five, you know, there's some scumbag who comes in late all the time and buys the boss breakfast so he could get special treatment. Or, you know, if you're in the street, there's people that are more concerned about them. Like, I don't take anything personal. I just focus on what I do, enjoy life. I don't care about not hitting me back. I don't care. Yo, you do something for me, I appreciate it. If you don't, whatever, I'm still going to do for myself. Like, I really don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And, and not for nothing, I've met more good people in this industry than bad. Mm-hmm. So people love to say, yeah, the industry's shady, the industry's full of snakes. A hundred percent, I've met more good people through music, television, and everything else than, than bad. No question. You know what I like about that? It's funny. I feel like there's so many people who complain, but not many people who say sh- good shit. So yeah. if shit is good when it's good, you should like you should you should complain. You sh- you should have as much appreciation as you have complaints. I met a ton of good or people or less through, or more. You know what I mean? Entertainment right. like a lot. What, yeah. 
Muggs, I mean, obviously, you just explained how you've gone through some shit with people who are shady or, or, or the beginning yeah, I, group. I don't deal. I just cut them loose. Boom. Yep. Cool. Mm. And, see you uh, later. See you later. I got shit to do. I'm good. I'm going to be good. I was good before you. I'm going to be good after you. I'm good. You want to come? You want to work hard? You want to do this and be cool? Come on. If not, then cool. We good. I like that. Listen. Listen. Gems from the Equinox. Gems. That's right. Gems right okay. here. Gems so many on gems. So many gems. Listen, take these gems, put it in your pocket, and, and use them when you need them. But listen, Mayhem Loren on Instagram and Twitter, right? 100%. M-E-Y-H-E-M-L-A-U-R-E-N. Viceland. You want Viceland? Very much so. Okay. Fox That's Delicious coming back. Yeah, we on the way. Okay. Mugs, you out there. What, what, what are you on um, Instagram D- or Twitter? DJ Mugs. DJ Mugs. Um but, and and you, you got some tours going on, or you got some? Nah, I got a bunch of shit coming on, but this is all that really matters right now. Mm, mm, mm. So we we can find gems from the Equinox right now on SoulAssassins.com. dot com. Yeah, right. the deluxe, the deluxe digital version. Yep. And, uh, and, and the and, deluxe CD and the hoodies and the t-shirts. Mm, mm. No, no cassette, no cassette, no cassette. We might do one. No single. We ain't doing one yet. We <laughs> might. Single, right? mm. We might hit you with a single. No, not yet. Definitely, though. definitely, definitely mm. have that murder Vinyl. rap. Definitely have that murder rap on a single. Yeah. Well, that listen, religion. Definitely. Listen, listen. It 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 took a minute, but um, I'm finally glad it happened. Mayhem, like I said, I, I I've been proud to see your your. Your success keep on going. It's been a long time. Man. No, and 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 I'm honestly proud to see that you know uh, you and Mugs together. Like I, I I like you know I really didn't you know I know of you Mugs and never got to really chop it up with you. But you could tell from a, a short amount of time sitting down with you, you a real dude. And, and it's good when real dudes are around real dudes because right. they create real things. That's how it worked out. Gems from the Equinox. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. Equ- Equinox is not a fucking a gym that you go and fucking work out. You understand? <laughs> I, that's what I thought at first. I was like, a new car tour. I think you got a Ford Equinox or a Chevy Equinox. I saw a billboard the other day. I was thinking about climbing up there and writing gems above it. Like you, know? you, you always like just putting some crazy words together. You know, like you know the tomato and mozzarella with the basil. You know what I mean? Like whatever it's saying. I mean, language is a beautiful thing. I, I could use language on you. You know, eggplant rollatini, Mercedes Benz, BMW, one ninety e leather. Don't don't, don't rap. Primitive. I'm not rapping. I'm, not rap. I'm just talking. But internet, listen. Mayhem Loren. Mayhem Loren. It takes it takes ten years. Mm-hmm. To what? Become an overnight success. My mm-hmm. man told me that ten yep. years ago. I, I, no, I'm a, I, I feel like I, I'm about like, to make it this year. I My man like, told me I feel ten like years ago. I told ago. you that nine years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you right on the cusp of that. You, you right on the cusp of doing something good, Mayhem Loren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People better watch out. I think mm-hmm. so. People better listen up. I feel good about everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dope, dope. Well, congratulations. Listen. Good to meet you, DJ Muggs. After all these years, man. Pleasure. Thanks, brother. DJ Muggs, a paisano. Forget about who it is. Gems from the Equinox. Go pick that fucking up. Check out DJ Muggs. Check out check out Mayhem Loren on Instagram. And listen, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy See you next episode, Internet. Dallas Penn. Premier Pete, man. Lo- love my brother. Internet, if you enjoyed that episode, I want you to reach out to me. Email me. Tweet me, okay? Email the Premium Pete Show at gmail.com. At Twitter, at Premium Pete. At Premium Pete Show on Instagram, at Premium Pete. At Premium Pete Show also. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you didn't like. And also, to all my small businesses or big businesses, no matter how small or big you are, you want to advertise with the Premium Pete Show, get at me. The Premium Pete Show at gmail.com, and we'll figure something out, okay? Now, make sure you subscribe, rate, and tell a friend to tell a friend. And I'll see you next episode. Cheer. Incidents, if you enjoyed that episode, I want you to reach out to me. Email me. Tweet me, okay? Email the Premium Pete Show at gmail.com. At Twitter, at Premium Pete. At Premium P Show on Instagram, at Premium P, at Premium P Show also. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you didn't like. And also, to all my small businesses or big businesses, no matter how small or big you are, you want to advertise with the Premium P Show, get at me. 
thepremiumpshow at gmail.com, and we'll figure something out, okay? Now make sure you subscribe, rate, and tell a friend to tell a friend. And I'll see you next episode. Cheers.